Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Dancing Kelly Santer, and uh, Jay Dalton Esquire over here. Jay Dalton Stanford. Yes, Dalton Stanford Esquire. All together in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon as uh, we bring you the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us around the state today, wherever you're listening. We hope it's a good day for you, and we hope uh, that you enjoy today's program. Stephanie Rodeski, who is, of course, the volleyball coach at Southern Miss, going to join us here in just a moment. Uh, Patrick McGee, some breaking news that uh, will affect all universities and the transfer of Division I athletes. We're going to talk to that, uh, talk to Patrick about that, as uh, well as some other things. Kind of recap the uh, – Finals of the College World Series last night. I'm going to start talking a little NFL football as uh, we get ready now to uh, move into that part of the year and everybody starts counting down for NFL football. Can you believe June is almost it over? It's pretty fast, man. There's no question. And, and it, is it just me? Because you you and I are contemporaries right. age-wise. Does, right. it, does it seem like the older we get, yes. the yeah. faster team? Let me answer that for you. For you, <laughs> ask me. Yes, absolutely, yes. God, no question about time that. just flies. You when know? you're a young pup like Esquire over here. Every day is like a summer vacation, but as you get older, you know, things do go a lot faster. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud to say, has just re-upped as a continuing sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and we really appreciate uh, all the good folks at Dickie's. You can enjoy their great meat smoked in-house every day. Kelly just rides by and smells the barbecue. I'm telling you, y'all make fun of me for that, but I've had other people say, man, you are so right. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> what about when he walks inside and they say, now, Mr. Sander, to get the free ice cream, you, you have to buy, buy an something. entree. You got to buy something, yeah. Uh, so we want to thank them for their support. Remind you, they'll cater any event for you, large or small. Uh, their food is absolutely delicious. They're open seven days a week here in Hattiesburg and around the state, wherever you listen to the Eagle Hour. And we appreciate their support. All right, Stephanie Radeski is the volleyball coach at Southern Miss. So much going on, really, with the volleyball program, with the construction of the new facility and uh, camps underway. What a great time to have her on the show. And, Coach, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, look, before we get to the camps, let me ask you, what is what is the status of construction uh, on the new volleyball complex, Coach? I mean, everything's going really well. The building looks amazing, and I know they're working extremely hard to get it completed as soon as possible. So we're really excited to um, start in there as soon as we can. Will that be this season? You'll definitely play all yes. your matches there? Yes, correct. Now, when that happens, how will the Southern Miss volleyball facility stack up to uh, to similar facilities around the country? Uh, well, I think it'll be one of one of the best in the country. Um, there's very few that are volleyball only, and a lot of the ones that are volleyball only are an older gym or facility that's been remodeled for volleyball. And this one 
was built strictly for volleyball. So I definitely think it, it will easily be one of the best in the country. The volleyball offices now are at the top floor of Reed Green Coliseum. Like, you know, you go around the walking track of Reed Green Coliseum and the volleyball offices are up there. I'm assuming, Coach, that, that will all change as well, yes? Yes, our offices will be located in the new facility. So what does that mean for recruiting when you can show this shiny new toy? Uh, well, I definitely think it's a great asset for recruiting. I mean, I don't know how many um, female student-athletes wouldn't want to train in a facility like this one. It's going to be outstanding. And, and recruiting-wise, now, actually, you guys start your season before the football team even does, right? I think that sometimes gets lost. You guys are rocking and rolling even before the football players are. So is yeah, your... I think it's not a, not a huge difference, but it's a little bit earlier, yeah. So, so how soon will your athletes report – and uh, they'll get started athletically before they get started academically. Yep, we report on August 9th, and we start training on the 10th. <laughs> they don't have any, any – well, they report the yeah. 9th, and they're off to work on the 10th. <laughs> so yep. enjoy that yep. time while they can. Yeah. Right? All right, Coach. Yep. Now, between now and then, I understand you're going to have some camps you wanted to talk about today. Um, yeah, we have camps coming up in July, so pretty quickly. They start um, the week after the, the holiday. So we have an individual skills camp that starts on the 8th. Um, and then we also have an advanced camp, a team camp, and an elite camp. Mm-hmm. And how do people get involved in those camps if they'd like to, Coach? Uh, you can go to southernmissvolleyballcamps.com, and all the information is on that website. Or you can email both uh, either myself or my assistant, Jennifer McCall, um, she's actually associate head coach, and we can get you any information that you need. Now, Coach, tell us about camps. Uh, you know, we talk to all the other coaches in the different sports, and I think they use the camps to promote their program, to provide, obviously, a service to kids, but to also to expose the university and their facilities to potential future athletes. Uh, what goes behind the volleyball camps, and how does your program benefit from these camps? Well, I think camps are just fun. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to get to know and um, see local or maybe not so local student athletes that are really interested in volleyball. And so it's a great opportunity. Uh, the majority of our players work those camps. So it's a great opportunity for them to interact with um, just kids that are interested in our program and, and to get in the gym together and work together. There's definitely an appreciation that it's, that a student-athlete get from working at camp and coaching, especially with our coaching staff, and kind of see the ins and outs of what we do on a daily basis. And um, it's just a great opportunity for us to work with um, with student-athletes that love volleyball. I've heard, I've heard athletes say all the time, well, I'm going to go to that camp because they'll see me there, and my name will pop up on their list if they actually get to see yeah. me, you know, hands-on. I mean, obviously, if you're really good, Coach Ducky, you're going to find you're going to find the player wherever they are. But where do where do camps fit into that piece of the puzzle? Maybe for the marginal player or the young ladies that that maybe you're not familiar with. Well, I think it's a huge asset for um, the camp participants to be able to firsthand get to know what our coaching staff is like, and also interact with our players to be able to see and ask questions about what our staff's like, what the university is like, and just get a little bit more um, exposure to Southern Miss Volleyball and Southern Miss and just see if it's an atmosphere that they want to pursue um, to future their um, their education as well as their um, volleyball career. 
When, when we talk to basketball coaches about players making the transition from high school to college, they say invariably the high school player is deficient in defensive skills to play at the Division I level. Can, can the same be said for volleyball players coming up from high school? What about their skill sets? Where are they generally deficient? I think just getting used to the speed of the game at the collegiate level, um, it's just a much faster game, and it takes um, all student-athletes, regardless of the level that they compete at, time to develop and get used to that um, speed of how fast volleyball is um, in Conference USA and Division One. So um, I think that's one of the things that um, they have to really – just get more exposure with. But from a skill set, is there anything that they're generally deficient in coming up to the next level? Um, I would probably, I'd probably have to agree and say defensively, just um, overall ball control. It just takes time and reps, and and that's something that, you know, coming to more of an elite camp or an advanced camp can get, you can get more help with that and also be um, exposed to the speed of the game a little bit more. Now, when you when you say advanced and elite camps, one might be led to believe that that would be like an invitational type camp that you have to achieve a certain level of of skill before you're allowed to go to those camps. Is is that so? Um, no, not particularly. Basically, I think we have on the website. It just talks about our elite camp having some kind of club volleyball experience. I think helps you, um, just because if you played on a club team you probably you're already kind of in that college prep stage where you feel like you want to get a higher level and then the only difference between the individual and advanced is um just advanced means you've been playing a little bit longer and we want the kids that come to individual camps to feel like they're not overwhelmed if they've never played the sport before or if they're just starting we want them to be with other people that are just starting um and are at that beginning stage so no one feels like they're just out of place we want everyone to feel really comfortable and i know that club soccer travel soccer for for young ladies is is about all year round is the same true of of club volleyball or do they have an off season so to speak well their off season is generally during their high school season which is in the fall and the club teams kind of ramp up in november december and go through the spring and right now um, they're just fin- finishing up with the AAU National Championship for club volleyball. And then um, next week are the National Championships in Indianapolis. All right, Coach, let us know one more time about these camps. Um, SouthernMissVolleyballCamps.com. You can find all the information you need. And then if you have any specific questions, um, all of our contact information is on there as well. And you can reach out to us um, and we can answer those questions for you. Real quick, scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you about moving into your new facility? Oh, way higher than 10. <laughs> well, good for you, Coach. And we, and we don't have a specific date on that yet, right? I have not been given one, but um, it sounds like uh, mid to late August is our goal right now. There you go. All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time. All right, thank you. All right, Coach Stephanie Radecki, everybody. Volleyball coach at Southern Miss, the professor from the Mississippi Gulf Coast is next. Don't go anywhere.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Stephanie Radecki, volleyball coach at Southern Miss, for joining us in the first segment. Exciting, I think, Kelly, about their new facility. Certainly got to help the program. And anytime there's something new like that, there's going to be a buzz that surrounds it. You know, so people, I'm sure, will take in a volleyball. Right. And, and you know, what can't be under understated, uh, too, is the importance of intimacy of a sporting venue. Mm-hmm. You know, with that new volleyball, I mean, the, the fans will be right on top of the players almost. Right. And that energy... Right. will be reciprocal. You know, the energy from the fans to the players and vice versa. It should be a much more enjoyable. I mean, it's enjoyable enough, but mm-hmm. it should be even all the more enjoyable when that in that intimate well, setting. Well, I there. could do nothing but help the program. For sure. And like I said, the, you know, they've done the Southern Miss, the, you know, the, the athletic department has had to do so much with so little. And those volleyball offices, like I said, I think it was an old concession stand they had to renovate, you know, for offices. Well, now they'll have their own offices over there. And hopefully this new... Uh, you know, sales tax or whatever, hotel, motel, restaurant tax, infuse some more money into facelifts at Reed Green. And, and if, if, if facilities are what attracts other conferences to talk to Southern Miss, hopefully that ball has started to roll. Right. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel, all sorts of stuff for your house. If you're a student, of course, or the parent of a student, that's a great place to buy and rent and exchange textbooks, and I'm sure that'll be cranking up here very soon. Uh, you can also visit them on their website at campusbookmartmart.net, and uh, they will deliver your purchase right to your front door. I hear there's this Amazon thing. It's catching on. It's a, No, it's a fad. It's a fad. And like the internet. It's going to pass. Yeah, it's going to So don't, don't invest It's going to go away, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm always depending on you for my financial advice, and now everybody knows why. Well, I've been talking to Al Gore. And he said, oh, okay. You know, well, there you go. He invented the internet, right? And that's what he said. It's not going to be around long. I got you. All right. Our next guest uh, is no stranger to the show. The professor, Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald, joins us every Thursday. And uh, some stuff to really talk about today, professor. There's a uh, uh, talk that the NCAA is, uh, has made some moves that that may make it a little more difficult for these student athletes to uh, transfer from school to school. What can you share with our listeners about that? I, I mean, I, y'all probably know about, more about that than I do. I've been kind of busy. I'm working on, on other Southern Miss stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know there's some chatter out there about uh, uh, NC2A is asking, I think it's what, uh, they have to get an AD to sign off on some waiver. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I haven't really written on it, so I don't, I'm not sure what I the, got you. Okay. The, All right, but you're working on Southern Miss stuff, and I know one thing that uh, – uh, that I read this week or, or the pronostications about uh, how everybody's going to do uh, this fall in football. So let's uh, – we'll even include the two schools up north in this uh, today, Patrick. But but let's start with the Golden Eagles. What do you think is going to happen in 2019? I think seven or eight wins is possible. Uh, it is really just Las Vegas that put out the odds uh, this week, and they I think they had Southern Miss at 7.5 wins. Uh, uh, Ole Miss, they projected them for just three or four wins, I think. And State was sitting there around eight victories. Uh, but I think eight went, you know, it's a, such a tough schedule for Southern Miss this year. They have, uh, you know, only five home games, uh, some really tough road trips, out of conference with Troy, uh, of course, Alabama, Mississippi State. So uh, the odds are kind of, you know, stacking at Southern Miss in terms of maybe getting the nine wins, which is a possibility. 
But any time when you only play five home games, it's going to make it a little tougher to get to that point. It's a good football team. They should set a, a pretty high goal for themselves, but eight to nine wins is a possibility. Interesting that uh, lost wages, I mean Las Vegas, <laughs> set it at uh, seven and a half because when you're, well, seven or eight wins, okay, well, let's just set it at seven and a half. Right. You know, so you, so right. you bet yeah. the over or, or under there. So right. really, regardless of what school you're looking at, not the rosiest of, uh, of projections, but Southern Miss fans should keep in mind the ones that count are those Conference USA wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. it what it, it? You know, we'll we'll learn a fair amount about the team early in the season, but it all matters what happens in conference play. As long as they can get in there and get to the six or seven win mark, they'll have a chance to win their division. You look at the conference, or it's a little early. I, I recognize that, Patrick. But who are the teams that the Golden Eagles are going to have to step up and and beat if they hope to maybe capture a, a, a division championship and get to the championship game? Well, I, I, you know, everybody's going to point to UAB, but UAB loses a lot of talent from last year's team. I'm not sure they're really the team that kind of uh, really keep an eye out for this year. They had a really good team a year ago, but that team was laden with uh, seniors and guys that have been there, you know, have been there three years, kind of practiced for that one year where they were just preparing to get rolling again. But I think Louisiana Tech, obviously, it's just going to be the same characters. Uh, Louisiana Tech, Texas San Antonio, uh, it's all there. I mean, but UAB, you know, it all comes down to Southern Miss has had such a problem uh, with UAB. I mean, UAB has really kind of uh, owned the Golden Eagles over the last few meetings. So for Southern Miss to really kind of get over the hump, uh, to me, it goes through UAB this season. In every sport, Patrick, in every sport. Look at baseball this year. Yeah. Look at, look yeah, at basketball. Look at the crushing yeah, UAB, yeah, Even whenever UAB is bad, they usually kind of find a way to kind of uh, find a way to sting Southern Miss. It's been, uh, it's been a little bit of a curse on that side. Southern Miss has Louisiana Tech's number, but UAB kind of has Southern Miss's well, number and, at the moment. And, and you didn't mention North Texas. I was just going to say, I think that's a team that's what tre- about, trending yeah, upwards. What about the mean Right, green? yeah, yeah. North Texas is the most talented team. I don't think there's any question that. They're, they're going to be the favorite probably going in, but it, I see a lot of people kind of picking Southern Miss to win the West Division as well. I think you put Southern Miss and North Texas right there at the top of the division. Boy, if if Southern if the Eagles can pull that off this year, and look, we've talked about how the football program has kind of waned over the last three or four years and slowly, you know, getting better. But man, what an infusion of excitement it would bring for Southern Miss to compete for the conference championship, even compete mm-hmm. for the conference mm-hmm. championship mm-hmm. at a very crucial time in athletics when really the only team that is flourishing wins and losses-wise is the baseball team. And, of course, that's right. not the bell cow of any athletic department at the Division One level. It's the football team. The football program has got to carry the load. Do they have yeah. the talent to do it, Patrick? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it, you know, we harp on it, but it, we're going to be talking about it. It just all comes down to the offensive line and how they perform this season. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, Southern Miss needs a good football season. Uh, we've seen attendance to where it's kind of headed the last two to three years, and uh, they really just need a really good season. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. there just haven't been enough of those for Southern Miss to really kind of maintain the attendance that they need to compete. Uh, I think they were had a lot of momentum going their way after 2011, even early in the 2012, and then that just fell apart. Uh, and then, you know, in uh, – just few, uh, Todd Munkins last year in 2015, you have have momentum, and then you know you have a coaching change. So it's been just kind of you know Southern Miss is just almost over the hump and trying to make progress in attendance. Then they kind of take a, a small step back. So uh, this year is absolutely crucial coming off a six win season. And they're not so deep at certain positions to where one or two key injuries could be 
horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, for I mean, you you got to have almost all the pieces in place and make sure that everybody stays healthy, which is nearly impossible. Right. You know, at the, just the well, sport think, itself. Yeah. On defense, they have the depth to maybe sustain an injury or two, but it, it really on offense, uh, at certain positions. But I mean, I think overall depth this year is much better than it's been over the last two to three years. Agreed. If you if you look at the numbers and the players they have, and, you know, offensive line, we don't know what we're going to see, but they're going to be better numbers there. Uh, running back is maybe one position where they can't afford more than one or two injuries. Uh, but re- receiver, there's some depth there. Uh, but across the defense, I think there's quality depth. And the quarterback will be who? Uh, well, I think we'll see Jack Abraham, but I wouldn't be surprised if they also get Tate Watley onto the field. They like uh, him, early don't they? The yeah. yeah, well, it worked well whenever they tried to do a two-quarterback system uh, there late in the season. It, it, have y'all talked today about the hiring of the new assistant basketball coach? No, let's hear it. Go ahead, uh, Delonte Hill. I, just, I, I expect that's kind of what I expected to hear from now. That he was formerly the highest paid assistant in all of college basketball. What uh, a few, few years ago at Kansas State. I, I have a story coming out about it uh, here a little bit later this afternoon. Uh, was the coach at Maryland was regarded as one of the best recruiters in the nation. Uh, so he's joined Jay Ladner's staff. Uh, he was at Austin P. The last two years he had. Kind of dealt with some personal issues, legal issues, uh, leaving Maryland, and he's kind of cleaned himself up over the last couple of years, and he's he's joined the staff at Southern Miss. And he has experience with Conference USA because he came. You know, he's had some experience at North Carolina, Charlotte, mm-hmm. and right, and yeah, he he it was kind of interesting. He he played at North Carolina, Charlotte, and was also an assistant there. And his his basketball career ended. At Reed Greenkey Coliseum, he had a knee injury in a in a in a game there in his final season at UNC Charlotte at Reed Green Coliseum. So I was kind of talking with him, and uh, he's had kind of an interesting story, and uh, he's kind of a reclamation project, much in the way of Larry Co- uh, Larry Stacey was as a head coach. So uh, it's really you know that's what I've been kind of focusing on all morning, and I'll have a story up here shortly. Yeah, he played for uh, he played for Bobby Lutz. At uh, at North Carolina Charlotte, and really, uh, right. that's that's the last quality, consistently good teams that North Carolina Charlotte has had is when Bobby Lutz was and there. Recruiting is his forte. Is and that what he built his reputation? You guys, I met him like an hour and a half ago. Actually, met yeah. him at uh, uh-huh. Jay Ladner's camp this morning. I'm uh-huh. telling you, there are kids everywhere at that basketball camp. You cannot believe how many kids. Well, all right, Patrick, hang on. Can you stay with us another segment? Uh, I got to finish this story, uh, get it up. I'm kind of under the gun to get that done, so I apologize. But I've got a little okay. deadline up again. You mean to tell me, Patrick, your paying job is more important to you than talking to me and Kelly? <laughs> I was going to say, wrong with you? Can we not double his salary? Come on, man! As much as we're paying this, guy, <laughs> we could triple it, couldn't we? Yeah, we're going to quadruple right. it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Patrick. All right, thanks, guys. All right, guys. Southern Miss to the top. Thanks to the hardworking Patrick McGee for uh, uh, had to get had to leave because he had a deadline. Can you believe that? Appreciate the professor being on the radio show. Also, Stephanie Radecki, the uh, volleyball coach. This segment is sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. 
Kelly's idea of work, hanging down at 4th Street, a good plate lunch every day, plenty of sandwiches in case you get another hunger pain later in the day. And they play trivia at 4th Street Bar Grill, and i got to believe you like that. I do. Yeah. Well, if you live in Hattiesburg, like one of the questions the other night was um, Colonel Hardy. When he formed the town, he named the first three streets in Hattiesburg after his daughters. Did you know that? No. Would well, you know? No. What would they be? Um, Adeline, Mamie, and Corinne. Really? The first three streets, which are still down in the historic district. That's true. Yeah, yeah those streets were named after his daughters. And you so. learned that at 4th Street Bar. I Grill. did. I did. How about that? Huh? What does that say? I, I don't know that I'll be able to you know, get me anything in the future, but it's right. pretty, pretty cool. Great plate lunches, uh, five days a week. How much are they, Kelly? Seven, uh, 895. 895. 895. That includes the drink. Yeah. And that's the tax and everything. All right. Well, I want to thank Four uh, Street Bar and Grill for sponsoring the Eagle Hour, and of course, great selection of Southern Miss memorabilia. If the if the NIT poster is ever up for sale, I'm in on the bidding. I gotta have it. It's starting to fade yeah, a little know, bit. Yeah, these are, yeah. You know, while we uh, while we got a second, we ought to tell everybody about where else they can hear the Eagle where, Hour. And where would that be, Esquire? Well, you can hear it on uh, Spotify. You can hear it on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, uh, the iTunes podcast app, or you can go to the Super Talk website and listen to it there directly via SoundCloud. Thank you. So on demand fully. Do you have any idea what he just said? It's all hoots and clicks to me when yeah, they start talking I, about I, all that. I think people do because I hear about them all the time telling me that they hear it on different uh, I mean, platforms. Uh, me personally, I love my Spotify account as a student. It's like five bucks a month and I can save as much music on there as I want. Right. Do whatever right. I want. And uh, podcasts pretty popular. Oh, yeah. Your podcasts are growing because it's, it's getting easier and easier to make a podcast nowadays. Uh it's because you got the right equipment and you set it up and stream it, and as long as you don't and you break handle the law. all that for us, right? You and Michael Burgage, y'all get yeah. all this stuff up on these platforms. We do, we do. We update it every day, and uh, within about thirty minutes, usually of the broadcast completing, it's up there waiting for you. Yeah, well, you're to not it. here. Kelly does it for you, right? Uh, I don't know about that. Now, believe me, at my age, I don't have any proper equipment. I have to fix. <laughs> I have to fix Kelly's phone and laptop all the time. What are you talking right, about? Right, right. Uh, well, Esquire actually. Uh, the president of the company was here a couple of weeks ago, and and she was complaining that she couldn't get messages on her phone. Esquire happened to be here, and he fixed it in about 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. She's, well, you, she's recommended him for a race. You talk about, yeah. What talk, do you think about that? Kissing up to the president. How yeah. sh- shameless. Yeah. yeah. He's never offered to fix your phone, has he? That's for sure. Yeah, normally Kelly just asked me about it. Yeah. Well, and the, the the flip phone that I have is easy to fix, is it yeah. not? That's <laughs> you know? exactly All right, Esquire. Well, thank you for that. You're All right, Kelly. Now, Patrick hadn't, hadn't delved into it a lot, but I think this is pretty significant, this crackdown on transfers in Division One, And interesting enough, we're going to be at so Sully's tomorrow at uh, at one o'clock in Purvis. Look forward to that. The last time we were at Sully's, Joy Lee McNellis had lunch with us, and she t- I was kind of shocked when she said that that transfers had become such an issue that there was literally a transfer portal where kids could put their names in here to advertise they were interested in transfer. Their uh, their services are available. Yeah, you know, college and, students. And, and she made you know she made a very good point that that. That kids are, are, I'm paraphrasing, okay, So, the, but the, that you get the impression that kids are coddled so much now that if you look at them cross-eyed, if you raise your voice to them and they get upset for some reason, well, they're just going to leave, mm-hmm. you know? That's so right. so there's, no, there's, no, there's no merit when they give you their word they're coming to play for you. 
that could change on a dime. Right. You know, and, and, and she had talked about how difficult it is. Not only do you have to recruit players now, but you have to keep players. And lots of times, would you have to change your way of doing things in order to keep a couple happy? Or whatever. So these are the things now that coaches are, are having to deal with. And this transfer portal has gotten so out of hand that the NCAA has now stepped in and said, all right, look, we got to do something about right. these kids just transferring right and left without any repercussions or you know, so on. So I would see it as a positive. For us old schoolers, yes. Right. But now, again, the, the new age, right. if we can use that term, the new age athlete probably isn't going to like it very well. See, there was a time... Uh, when parents instilled, and I'm sure that a lot do now, but there was a time when almost every good parent instilled commitment in kids. And if you made a commitment to do something, you lived up to your commitment. Now, I do want to address the other side of the coin, Bob, because when we've talked about this before, I've actually heard from Division One athletes. And they say, your point is well taken. We understand you guys are middle-aged guys, that you come from an old school. But they said, what if... And again, hypothetically speaking, what if an athlete goes to a school and everything the coach told them in the recruiting process turns out to be a lie mm-hmm. or doesn't turn out to be what it was presented as? Do the, and I'm throwing this out rhetorically, do the athletes then have an option to be able to say, look, I, I'm here and I'm committed to you, but this isn't. This wasn't the deal I signed up for. So you think that happens? I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, should they... Shouldn't there be some type of outlet for them to be able to? Well, I mean, there is. You just have to sit out a year, right? It, it, you can transfer anytime you choose. You I'll just t- have to sit out a year. I'll tell you who I think is going to really be the beneficiary of all this is the NAIA mm-hmm. and other organizations, you know, that because the NCAA can do whatever they want to rules within the NCAA. But they, it's mm-hmm. hands off. They have no control over anybody in the NAIA. So schools like Cary. And, you know, other schools around that, that play NAIA would, would really reap the benefits of this, I would think. Are we getting away too much from the concept of being part of a team as opposed to being an individual? You're promoting yourself. You're this great person instead of being part of a good team. Well, we've all heard the adage that there's no I in team. Right. But my own son even said, but boy, there is an M.E. Mm-hmm. in team. And and it, it really is getting to be more of a self-aggrandizing you know, look at look at how great I am, and and um, and I remember there was a uh, Taylor Braley, you know, who played at Southern Miss. He was telling me when, when he was playing at Oak Grove High School that they were playing uh, a team, and I won't mention the the, the school because I just want to use the, the kid as an example. But this kid was that they were playing against was a major league prospect, is actually now playing in the minor league system for one of the big league teams. Oak Grove slaughtered this kid. It didn't matter what he threw up there. They were crushing it, okay? My son was actually the winning pitcher mm-hmm. in that game. But after the game was over, this now major league prospect was bragging that he threw the ball, that, the, that he hit 94 on the gun. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Braley said, you might have hit 94, but we hit the fence just mm-hmm. about every single pitch you threw. Right. You know, but all that kid talked about was how fast he threw the ball and how he lit up the the gun. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's paid off for him Mm -hmm. because now he's – but but it wasn't about that Oak Grove – you know, the kid was not worried that Oak Grove beat him like a drum Mm -hmm. because he threw the ball 95 miles an hour. I tell you who I blame in part uh, for some of this is ESPN, and, and I blame them for this reason televising high school football games nationally, televising 
college announcements. Yes. A 17-year-old kid graduating from high school does not merit a national TV broadcast of where he's going to go to college. With the three hats in front of him. And right. I've decided I think to take a couple of years ago, didn't one actually parachute out of an airplane or some crazy stunt like that and, and then revealed during the fall you know, that kind of stuff is uh, – and you, you go back, talk about old school. You go back to our buddy Stump Taylor, who met in the office with the coach to find out the coach was going to offer him a scholarship. And I'm sure Stump went back home and told his parents and, and got ready to go play football. That's not the case anymore, is it? There was a show. I agree with you on ESPN, but to take it a step further, and I'm using baseball as an example, uh, the scouts are just as much to blame. And, and you talk to Dr. James Andrews and a lot of these orthopedic surgeons will say these these major league scouts, when all they ask is how, how fast did you throw it? Mm-hmm. How hard did you throw it? Well, that tells the kid it's not necessarily about pitching. It's about how hard can you throw? Mm-hmm. Well, it is so taxing on the arm when all you're worried about is velocity. Right. You know, so they, they need to get away. And one of the greatest pitchers of all time we've talked about is Greg Maddox mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Braves. Threw it in the mid 80s consistently. That's, that's nothing at all to write home about. But, boy, he could hit a dime whenever you asked him to. And, and then, Kelly, there's travel ball. And, you know, we've, well, I guess we've beaten that to death. But travel ball, uh, one of the things that travel ball does is it stokes young egos, right? Just the idea you're on a, quote, unquote, elite team. The problem is most travel teams are not elite mm-hmm. anymore. The parents put them on that because of the perception of, of that, being elite. Correct. But if, but if you're really not – a true select team is where you have an open tryout and 100 kids show up. Okay. And, and the, the, you get an unbiased panel of people to, to choose the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. But travel ball select teams now are the coaches selecting the players. And we're going to select the kids from my church or the people that I know and us 10 – you know, we're going to go. But that doesn't mean they're any good. It means their parents are paying for them to be on the team. And, and do these coaches know enough to be able to keep your kids occupied, entertained, and engaged all at uh, the same time? And not damaging them. Correct. By overusing Which it. is part of it, right. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about where we're going tomorrow, some future appearances of the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Bob Kelly and Dalton Stanford Esquire here at the First Bank Studios in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. First Bank, 
home of the perfect 10, Reggie Collier. You, you've created a monster now with Dalton Stanford Esquire now because he's having his contract rewritten to where Esquire yeah. has to be in yeah, there. Well, I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. He's, uh, and you blame me. He's I got mean. quite the ego. There's a little question. About he does that. have the buttons, though. And if he, he does have the, the buttons, so we have to kind of be careful about what we say. <laughs> now, we're going to be on the road tomorrow. We're going to be at Sully's down in Purvis. We always really look forward to that. It is a fabulous restaurant. Uh, we've got a great guest tomorrow, too, having lunch with us. Kyle Roan is going to be with us. He is uh, the main assistant men's basketball coach at, uh, at Southern Miss. And Kyle has a, a great history in the Hattiesburg area, coached you know, Forest County AHS, coached at Peddle High School. He and Jay Ladner have been buddies for a long time. And when Coach Ladner went over to southeastern Louisiana from Jones Junior College after winning the national championship, Kyle Roan went over there with him, and now that Jay's back, Good. Kyle's back with him. So, and and he said, <clears throat> he said, now I've got some recruiting trips to make this weekend, but how long do you need me? I said, as long as you want to stay. He said, we're going to be at Sully's. I said, yeah. He goes, I'll be there the whole whole hour. He's coming for the whole hour. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Are you going to eat tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, I have my calorie counter. Well, and you I can have salads and stuff. You know? I, I probably will because I, I haven't the last time. And look, it is no reflection on Sully's the food. The food's delicious. Yeah, that's the problem is yeah. once I start eating Sully's food. It's and we'll very, be talking to some of the guys from Sully's. A great, great trio of, of young men that own own Sully's. They also have a restaurant in Petal. Right. But uh, they like for us to come to the restaurant in Purvis. Uh and we always enjoy it, so we look we look forward to that. Also, next Wednesday, and we're really excited about this, it is the bicentennial of Columbia and Marion County, 200 years old. They're going to be setting the stage for the bicentennial celebration, although also their Fourth of July celebration, which was which is big, and will be uh, next Saturday. But we're going to be there Wednesday along with JT and along with Rebecca Turner. So we're going to have three shows. We're going to broadcast all the shows live from the courthouse lawn in Columbia. Uh, just really, really looking forward to that. It is a really cool. A really cool little town. Well, I don't know who they congratulate down there, but but the Columbia, it's really finding a niche, you know, right. for itself with with the Fourth of July celebration and their Christmas, the things that they've got going on Christmas down there. Right, and it's really getting to be a tradition for people and, in the Hattiesburg area. And let me add, uh, we've got a celebrity co-host. He is the voice of Presbyterian Christian School. Wait he a is minute. the voice of William Carey <laughs> University. Just a second. He here. is an all-star. Little League baseball coach. Oh, wait a minute. You, you are not referring to Captain D. David Sutton, are Captain you? Captain D. David Sutton napping right now in the, in the front office here of the building, and he will be there with us next Wednesday. I don't think he's napping, Bob. I think he's just Is focusing it, on he it. He's focused? Yeah, on, a, on, a, uh, on, the, on the lineup for the state tournament this weekend down in Picayune. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what he's working <laughs> yeah. on. Isn't it? Let me tell you something, buddy. You're coaching a, a 10-year-old state championship tournament team. You better have that lineup right. That's right. Well, as long as we get the lineup right before the end of business today, we're in great <laughs> And when you're working on your substitutions, the first question you ask yourself, okay, which parents are going to raise the the, the least amount of cane? (laughs) So this celebrity will be with us uh, Wednesday, and you're going to be in Atlanta seeing Electric Light Orchestra. Dalton, do you know who that is? I've heard of them before. Actually. Oh my God! We are we are perilously close oh. to the end of civilization as we know it. Oh come on! I'm not as bad as some of these millennials y'all, millennials y'all talk about over here. Come on! When check what, them out this afternoon, Electric Light Orchestra. I heard that somewhere before. Yeah, really, yeah. I just don't know where. You know, Super Talk is helping uh, produce and promote or produ- uh, promote 
an upcoming concert at Brandon in October, a band called Chicago. Have you ever heard oh, of them? Oh, yeah, I love Chicago. Yeah? You like those, Kelly? Now, how could you know about Chicago and not know about ELO? My grandmother used to listen to them, and I listened to the music when I was a kid, and I still listen to it today. Did he say his grandmother? Did he just say what I think he said? I mean, Lord, I've got Chicago on my Spotify right here. He's he's identifying us with his grandparents. You've got you've got Chicago on your Spotify. Yeah, I got Saturday in the Park. Well, this is ra- this is radio, right? Oh, yeah. right. So there's no video. Put no. this on your Spotify, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I'm sure glad it's not television. Thank goodness, Job security. Job yeah. goodness, there's no video. The, uh, Dalton and Kelly are exchanging sign language for listeners who may wonder what's, what's going on. Yeah, and, and let me just say that uh, with, with the, the, the motion I just gave Dalton would indicate I think this show is number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and thank goodness. I, actually, pretty soon there's going to be video of we understand our shows, that, right? and pretty soon we're going to be streaming this show live, according to Miss Dylan. Oh, really? Kim Dylan, who's the president of the company, she said by the end of the year, she anticipates that the Eagle Hour, and really, and and the nine a.m. show that Michael Morgan's mm-hmm. does, anything done out of out of our studios in Laurel and. And Hattiesburg will be streamed live on our Great. website. So we're going to Sully's, but man, I looked at the the, the, uh, the calendar. Man, we're, we're like going all over the place. We are. We're you know? we're looking forward to that. We we just closed a deal. We'll we'll know the dates pretty soon. We're going to be doing some appearances at Dickies. I know you oh. like that, Kelly. The next month we have Ramey Motors and Sully's again. Ramey Motors, like. Sully's, yes. Dickie's now coming up. So hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna ask Morgan right. to let me cover that one. Well, mercifully, this segment is over, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock live from Sully's in Purvis. And remember, we're number one. That's right, and also remember Southern Miss to, to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.